This weekend, we celebrated our country's independence. We are fortunate that we have many freedoms to enjoy and we get to live here. It was such a striking experience to me as an American person who has never been confined anywhere, never been imprisoned, to have the experience of writing letters through our One Parish, One Prisoner program to our then inmate, Wally. It was crazy to me, he's about the same age as I am. He, will, he would probably point out that I'm a little bit older, but whatever, that's okay. And, um, but to me, I expected to write to someone who felt cooped up and impossibly closed off in every way. And yet, as I got to know him through writing, I found an incredible depth of peace in him, a well of peace that was so incredibly defiant of his circumstances. It was palpable through his letters. And even though he was imprisoned, he helped me and ministered to me in so many ways. He gave me peace, hope, and acceptance from behind bars. It was something that I did not expect, that somehow this man who had no tangible freedom had a heart full of peace, hope, love, and care. Alternatively, every day I see people who are free, who are in bondage to all kinds of things. People who seem to have it all together and yet, on the inside, they're full of anxiety, sadness, and despair. Certainly not a deep well of peace. Our scriptures today suggest that at the end of the day, none of us are truly free. It's not referring to the external freedoms that we celebrate on the 4th of July or whether we're in prison or we're not. But instead, it's referring to an internal freedom, that deep well of peace that we can have in God. Our scriptures suggest that that deep well of peace doesn't necessarily come from being free, uh, but it comes from being captive to God. The scriptures that we read this morning suggest that we are either in bondage and captivity to sin, sadness, and hopelessness, or we are, as Zacharias so poetically puts it, prisoners of hope, captive to God. Jesus describes it in the gospel as being yoked to God. Now, we do live in an agricultural community, but we're the kind of agricultural community that has John Deere tractors coming up and down the road all the time. We are not, you know, 100 years ago, everybody would know what a yoke was, but a yoke is an apparatus used to spread out the weight of a load to more than one ox or horse, usually when working in agricultural situations. And when under a yoke, uh, one can only move as quickly as the one attached to the other side. Um, there is a sharing of the weight, but there is also an inextricable union that happens. 
So if the scriptures are correct and none of us are free, but we're either in bondage to sin or we are in bondage to God, what does that look like for us? I think it's the nature of human beings to be, to join ourselves to things, to join ourselves to places, ideologies, and people, to, to join ourselves to even our own ideas, even, even People that choose solitude can be in a kind of bondage. So the question our scriptures present is, what will we choose to be enslaved to? Will we be slaves to sin or yoked inextricably to God? Will we be prisoners of hopelessness or prisoners of hope? I hope and pray that we're the latter. And if we really are captive to God, if we become prisoners of hope, then we will be people of the resurrection. We will know that the hardship, death, and trouble that we face and that the world faces will give forth to new life through the power of God. We'll know that that is the way of things. We will trust in the ways of God more than in the competitive, judgmental, and dehumanizing bankruptcy of the world. We'll see everyone, everyone, and everything as the image of God. We will be so inextricably linked to God, yoked, that our feet naturally go to God's will, and our hearts resemble God's heart, and our mouths are full of God's messages of peace and love. Being a prisoner of hope, captive to God, is a beautiful thing, but it's not free of pain. Jesus invites us to bring our burdens, but never does he say that God will make them disappear. I really wish he did, but he doesn't. Instead, God will come up alongside us wrap us in love and peace and carry it with us, making the load bearable and never leaving us alone. That, I believe, is why Wally had such peace. He was doing a hard time. He was in prison away from everybody that he loved. He could not pursue any of his dreams. He could not wake up and even decide to, to go and have a coffee and watch the sunrise. Every moment of his day was scripted. Every moment, everything that he did and ate and went, he was captive. He was, he was, he was in prison for all of that time. But the reason he didn't have hopelessness and the reason that he had that deep well of peace that he shared with me and others and that he that he enjoyed is because God came up alongside of him. God came up alongside of him. And God didn't just set him free or make everything go away. God helped carry that burden with Wally. Every step of the way. Every day of that incarceration. And even as he has gotten out and faced these hurdles, God is still with him. It gives me so much hope. 
I have experienced that. The things that, that I wish would just poof and go away, they don't go away. And yet God comes up alongside of me and helps bear my burdens. And not only that, but transforms them into beautiful things. God's yoke is easy. God's burden is light. Make no mistake, we don't get out of everything, all of the pain and suffering. But God is with us. We still have that hard work of repentance, reconciliation, learning, loving, serving. But we do it yoked to God, captive to the Holy Spirit. This Independence Day weekend, may we choose to bring the burdens of what enslave us to God so that we might be inextricably linked to God's self and be always and ever prisoners of hope. Amen. <laughs>